Praise the Lord, everyone. Great to be in the house of the Lord on, on this Pentecost Sunday. Such an honor and, and pleasure to be able to, to give a word to, to God's church the day that we celebrate the birthday of the church. Such a, such a beautiful day. And uh, uh, the, probably the, the biggest reason of all is simply because of the Holy Ghost. Because ever since the foundation of the church and, and that helper came, that Holy Ghost that promised that came, uh, that's how we know that it is so real. You know, uh, people is searching for something that's real out there today. And through the, down through the years, over, over 2,000 years, it, had stu- it has stood the test of time because of its realness, because of the power, because of its personal experience, that personal Pentecostal experience that we can all have through Jesus. And I just thank him for it and I praise him for it today. Glory to the name of the Lord. I want to, if you don't mind, kind of cut me back here a little bit. It's loud on me. I don't know how it is on everybody else. Thank you. I want to welcome everyone that might be uh, watching by my means of the uh, internet there. I welcome you to Christ Family Church and uh, truly hope you'll be blessed today on Pentecost Sunday. And uh, thank you everyone for coming out today. But we're going to start in Luke 24, beginning at verse 44. Luke 24 and 44. Now a lot of these scriptures you're going to recognize, I hope, and be a good refresher for you. But uh, definitely f- uh, feel like I uh, have something from the Lord today. Beginning at 44, it said, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up their hands and blessed them. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple Praising God, praising and blessing God. Amen. And from there, I want to go to Acts 2. And we're going to read the 1 through 4, filling with the Holy Spirit. And that other passage was uh, when the, Jesus was given the Great Commission right, right before that he had ascended to heaven. It was a 40 days past his resurrection, proving that he had risen from the dead. And uh, proving them in the flesh and bone there that he was, proving it to them. Now, ten days passed, and as he told them to go back to Jerusalem and tarry and wait. And ten days passed, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Everybody say, from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. 
and it filled the, ha- the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning I'd like to talk to you just for a few moments on the promise fulfilled. The promise fulfilled. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for your favor upon us. And Lord, as we try to minister your word to your people, Lord, just let it go forth as you see fit and use me as your vessel, Lord. And I'll give you praise and glory for all things in Jesus' name. Let the church say, amen, amen. You can be seated. Now, we know that Pentecost was uh, the Jewish feast known as the Feast of Weeks. It marked the completion of the barley harvest, and it was an annual holiday. And uh, it was the 50 days past, that's what Pentecost mean was 50th. And it ironic, almost like Jesus knew that, that all these nations were going to come together at this time in Jerusalem. He, he must have been more than a man to know all these nations was going to be there at this time and that he was going to give the gift of the promise that had gone out before. Praise the name of the Lord. And Jesus is coming back for the church that this was started. He's, he's also referred to as the bride of Christ. Now, uh, we think of it as a birthday, and every birthday party usually has gifts. And it's for the one, for the one specific person that his birthday is. And on that special day, whether you're just a small toddler or even if you, uh, you've grown up and you celebrate a milestone birthday, you receive gifts and presents, you have that anticipation of those gifts and presents uh, that is before you that you're getting ready to open. There's an anticipation there, and uh, maybe an excitement, especially for the younger ones. They're just so excited, and they just want to rip them all open as fast as they can. I know I always enjoy just ripping my gifts open just as fast as I possibly could. I had that anticipation there, and that's what the disciples had, and all the, all the ones that had gathered, the 120 in the upper room, they had this anticipation of something coming. They had the anticipation of the promise coming that was going to be fulfilled. Jesus told them to tarry there and wait. Wait there. Don't, don't start or do anything, basically. Wait until the promise has come. It was so important for this promise to be there first and foremost for them to receive. Amen. Hallelujah. The anticipation that they had on the day the church was born, God gave that gift that he promised. He fulfilled it, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and this gift was so important. Before Peter preached his very first message, he was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he needed that power. Uh, Pastor spoke on him just a little bit before about how he didn't have the power beforehand, but when that power of the Holy Ghost fell on him, he, he had gained that power that he needed. Peter also, also uh, mean, his name means the rock, and, and that was the foundation of the church that, that was going to start right then, and th- right then and there, and that was so very important. Praise the name of the Lord. Jesus referred to the helper as the spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost is such a vital, important part of a Christian person's life, and it it, it will direct you and guide you in many areas. Jesus told Philip in John 14, 16, and 18, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because neither it sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. 
I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Glory to the name of the Lord. Jesus did not want to leave them orphans. He did not want the church to start half-heartedly or non-prepared. That Holy Spirit that was going to guide and direct them to all truth, he, that was going to be their guidance, that personal guidance. It wasn't going to be, oh, you come uh, all to the tabernacle or temple and you'll see uh, or may witness the glory of God or be a part of it anymore. It was a direct personal experience for each and every one. And it still stands true to this day. For all of those who desire to let it, it will it will be that personal experience with Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to the name of the Lord. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then over in chapter 15 and 26, Jesus says, But when a helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And because of this fulfilled promise, the church is still going and growing in numbers today. And I looked it up, and it, it's claimed to be about 2.1 billion today Christians. Now, I don't know that every single one of that 2.1 billion has got the Holy Ghost or not. Only Jesus knows that on how many of them do. But the reason for the Pentecost and him sending that promise, fulfilling it, is because of the Holy Ghost. And each Christian can have the power that goes out from that Holy Ghost within their lives to help guide them in truth. Because Jesus knew that as soon as they set forth with the church that, that was to, to go out, was they were going to face oppositions. They faced the oppositions. The Sanhedrin uh, kept telling them to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. They didn't want that message going out, but they were still giving glory to God, but they didn't want the message to go out. But it still stands true today that we have that personal direct experience with Jesus if we choose to let him, to let him direct us. That Holy Ghost will do that. In our opening text in Luke 24 and 49, we find that Jesus told his disciples to tarry or wait in Jerusalem. It was important for them to wait and not just start out doing their own thing. Too many times we as Christians, when we feel like we've got a connection with the Lord, we want to do our own thing. We kind of want to step out on our own and not let God direct us. But that's the purpose of the Holy Ghost is for him directing us. That's what Jesus told them to tarry and wait for that power. 24 and 49. Let me go back there right quick myself. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. I want, I want to talk to you about that word endued right there this morning. Then it said endued with power. This word endued means to invest with clothing, like when you put on your articles and clothing, to invest it, to put it on you. When you put on your clothing each day, you're putting on as, as a covering on you, and it's not just going to blow off with the wind or anything. It's like sinking, the, uh, the strong said it's like sinking around you, like the sinking of clothing around you and uh, that you would put on. That's endued with it, putting it on. And that, pow to, that power, as we know, is dunamis, is force, and is where we get our word from dynamite. We've heard it spoke before. That dunamis, it, it, it refers to, it points to a higher force that have entered and are working down here on earth. This power isn't man-made. This power comes directly from God Almighty himself. It's above the world. It's above earth as we know it. It's, above, it's higher than that. It's not man-made. You can't just go get it from man. You can't buy it or purchase it. It comes straight from God. Now, when I think of power in, in the natural sense, I think of many different things. One of them is which is monster trucks. 
And I've seen billboard signs. There's going to be a monster truck show come to Nashville here uh, sometime this month, I believe. Now, there's a lot of power that has to be generated to, to move these monster trucks. I, look, I, looked, uh, I looked up some things on the monster trucks. It said they're 10 and a half feet tall, 12 and a half feet wide. They're 17 feet long and weighs 12,000 pounds. Now, that's heavy. In order for these massive trucks to go fast and jump up in the air, do the obstacle course, they even have freestyle that they've done, it takes 1,500 horsepower engine to move that big massive truck. Now, that's a man-made generated power in that engine. They know how to critique it. They know how to get torque it, get more horsepower and torque it, and, and put on a good show. They, they, and they can do that. Uh, me and Daddy one time went to Municipal uh, years ago when I was smaller. I think it might have been for a uh, birthday that he may have taken me for. If anybody's ever been to the Municipal, you know how much smaller it is. And they had the monster truck shows in there. And we were uh, watching the show, enjoying it. And uh, I don't know if, if you remember or not, but one of those big monster trucks uh, went so fast and couldn't stop that he crashed through the wall and put a hole in the wall there at the Municipal Auditorium. And, and that was something to see. But in the Bible, the higher power is not man-made. It comes straight from the Almighty, like I've said. I think of Samson and the power God gave him. Scripture said that the Spirit of the Lord come from Almighty on him, and the ropes that had, when he was bound, that ropes kind of just melted off of his hands. That's what the that's what the scripture talks about. And then he gets a jawbone of a donkey and slays a thousand men of the, of the Philistines. That's the power of the Almighty. That's not man-made. It came straight straight from God. I don't know what Samson looked like. I've seen pictures of him looking all beefed up, but I don't know that he necessarily looked that way. He could have looked just like me or our brother Wayne or brother Bobby. Uh, just a normal a average man you know that that power that when it come upon him had to been amazing for those around to see had to been amazing and it let them know that it that it came from god almighty and they and he was uh, uh tried and tried again by delilah to get to for him to re, uh re, relieve to her release to her how where his power came from and time and time again she asked and, and he kept he kept trying to uh, uh play trickery with her and, and be sarcastic with her until she finally just comes unglued on him and he played around too much and he finally told her and his hair was cut and in his final day when he prayed to god almighty he said uh, lord forgive me but give me the strength one last time that i may take them let me die with the philistines that i may take them all out and the scripture says that he killed more men at that time when he pushed those pillars down than he did his whole time uh when he was judge of the people glory to the name of the lord and I also think of Peter and John, and we sing a song of it. Uh, when after they had received the Holy Ghost and power, uh, they uh, they was going to the temple, and they saw the the lame man take, uh, asking for alms. And Peter said, "Silver and gold have I none, but for uh, for you. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of the of the Lord Jesus Christ." What did he have? And Pastor even spoke on this a little bit. Peter was more shy and kind of backward at the time. How did Peter all of a sudden become so bold in the name of the Lord? What gave him that boldness and that power? It was the Holy Ghost. It was the Spirit of God. It was the power of the Almighty that gave him that. Because if you recall, Peter, uh, he 
was so shy and backward in Gethsemane when Jesus was arrested and carried off, he kind of lagged back and stayed behind a little bit. And then when they came, as the scripture says, uh, he warmed himself by the fire, and there was three uh, that, that said, you were with him, you were one of the disciples with him. And he, he denied Jesus three times. He didn't have that boldness then. He denied him the three times. But after the power had come upon him, after that fire had entered him, the Holy Ghost, he wasn't scared no more. He was bold then, and he showed it, and he proclaimed it, and the lame man was healed. The lame man was lame from his, from the birth. He didn't just something that happened to him a week or so before. Scripture says he was lame from his mother's womb. So the people all knew this. So there again, the, peop- the people's looking and marveling, going, wow, what can this be that this this man has been healed from, from his lameness? His ankle bones were, and legs were given strength. Peter picks him up and said, walk in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to talk about the fire that John the Baptist mentioned in, in Luke 3, 15 and 16. Praise the Lord. Luke 3, now as a people... We're in expectation. Have you ever been in expectation of the Lord? Are you in expectation of Him and, and His power and what He can do? We all need to be. We all need to come to the house of the Lord in, in expectation of being a part of something or seeing something miraculous because that's what it, that's what it's about. This Holy Ghost that we that we have and that we that we want to uh, share the the good news of the Lord that we need that expectation within us. And and Scripture said, and all released in their hearts about John. Now, as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered and. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, when I, when I uh, read these scriptures about John, it says reasoned in her hearts about John, whether he was a Christ or not. I reflected back on how John was filled with the Holy Spirit from, even from his mother's womb. That was the promise that was given to his parents that he would be had the Holy Spirit. And if you recall, when Mary went and visited uh, Elizabeth, uh, when when Elizabeth heard uh, Mary's voice, uh, it says that she, she was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the babe leaped in her womb. I believe it was at that time where John the Baptist received the Holy Ghost. So John the Baptist had that power. Uh, before Jesus came, I, that power of God, it was given to him directly before Jesus uh, was glorified. And I believe him having that, it was re- uh, revealed to him where he could tell them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not l- worthy to loose. I will baptize you with Holy Spirit and a fire. Praise the name of the Lord. The, this fire is significant in a, of the holiness of God which consumes all that is inconsistent with him. Everything is inconsistent in our lives with God. That, that Holy Ghost and fire is going to burn it out and take, and take care of it again and control it. Sometimes we, we, we don't get it all out of there, though. Jesus knows everything that we have. We may repent of our sins, be baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost. He knows everything about us. But I feel like sometimes some Christian people, even after receiving the Holy Ghost, tend to might want to hold on to some things. And I was thinking of this. I want to try to give you uh, relay this example that I thought of. At the house, we have um, trees that kind of border one side of our property. And, and they're taller trees, 70 feet tall at least. 
So you all know what happens with trees. They're, the limbs are going to fall. You're going to get leaves. It produces a lot of brush, and we have a lot of brush. And I'll let, I have a uh, burn pile in the backyard. I let it build up, and um, this particular uh, year, it got pretty big because I, I kept waiting for the rain to quit and dry out. Y'all remember back earlier, we just got so much moisture and rain. But that wetness and that dampness, I had to wait. I, I, I couldn't get it burned. But I knew after a long stint of no rain and that would dry out, if I could get it lit and get it uh, uh, burning and get it hot, it would keep burning, and I can get it, as much of it burned up. So I did so, and I, I uh, get it lit, and it's burning. And you know what I had to do? And I have found this to be the case when you have a fire. you got to tend to that fire. you got to go out there periodically, and you got to turn over the logs. And, and I had to cut a dead tree down. Uh, one time it was in there, bigger piece of wood. i got to move it around. And eventually that fire gets so hot it starts just consuming all of it up. And it burns and it burns. I'll let it sit for a while and I'll go and I'll come back. I got to check it again. I got to turn some more over. I got to work it. I got to keep going. It'll burn it up. But if I just leave it, it'll only burn maybe the top part or a side part or here and there. But I got to keep getting it because I want it all gone. And I, and I noticed I let it go all night. I went on to bed one night, let it burn. And I said, well, it's going to burn down a little bit more. Well, I noticed the next morning I went out there, I said, well, I don't see no flames. It ain't really, it ain't really glowing or nothing like that on the top with flames. But I went out there, and I kicked over a piece, and lo and behold, there's still some ambers there. There's, st there's still something there that, uh, that can catch. So I turned it over, and I threw some more pieces on it that hadn't gone yet because I saw they wasn't all gone, and that irritated me. I wanted it all gone. I was tired of looking at it. I wanted it gone. So I, I kept, I, uh, and it come back to life. That fire had come back to life and started burning all that again. And lo and behold, after all of that, it burned all, it burned all up and it got gone. And I, and I feel like Jesus wants to tell somebody today, when you get the Holy Ghost and that fire is in you, Jesus wants you to go in there in them crevices and corners that you're trying to hold something back. He sees it. He wants you to get rid of it. He wants you to turn it over and let it burn all up. He wants you to let Holy Ghost fire to get rid of it all and be gone. Because if you don't, if you just don't mess with it and you say, well, I got the Holy Ghost, I ain't going to worry about it no more, it will not all go away. It will still be there. It needs to be completely gone. And the power of God has the ability to get it gone. But you got to turn it over. You got to work with it. You got to mess with it. You got to want it gone. You got to want it gone, and you got to get it gone and work with it. That power of the Holy Ghost, that fire, that will consume everything that's against God. And then you will find your Christian life will be just a little bit easier. Oh, yeah, it's still going to uh, rain on the just and the unjust. You're still going to have your life situations. But guess what? That thing that you, you thought you was going to hide ain't there no more. It, it's not going to come back up and creep you. And you know it ain't going to bother because you know you done burned it up. The next time you're tempted with it, you say, wait a minute. i seen all the ashes of that thing. There ain't nothing left to burn. Woo, glory. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that power. Thank you for that Holy Ghost. Woo, hallelujah. That consumes everything in your life. Glory to the name of the Lord. He gives you the power. He gives you the strength. It'll take care of it all. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My last, my last verse that I have for you this morning is John 14 and 26. This Holy Ghost that, that, that uh, the Pentecostalism and apostolics uh, wholeheartedly support, not every church uh, support supports the speaking in tongues. They uh, not all of them believe in it, believe in the gift. 
They don't believe that you necessarily have to have it to go to heaven. So it's just not taught. But I, for one, I thank the Lord that, that I was involved and born and raised in a church that believes in the Holy Ghost because I want to know that something's real. If you're listening out there today and you want to know something that's real, ask for the infilling of the Holy Ghost and Jesus will take care of you. That Holy Ghost is what is real. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want something to be real in my life. I want to feel it. I want to know it. I, want, I, I just want to see it. And I know that it's real. It's more than just goosebumps. It is more than just goosebumps on me. Hallelujah. John 14 and 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. My name, who was who saying that? Or who, what is this? Jesus. The name of Jesus. Glory to his name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That Holy Ghost that Jesus, that Jesus is living inside of you is going to teach you all things. If you are humble enough to realize that, that we are weak in our flesh and weak in our body and we need help, we need an almighty help. We need a help that man can't give. Uh, I know there's educated people out there that... Um, that get these uh, these degrees about uh, from psychology, and they you'll get you'll get you'll get instructed to go to a psychiatrist and have them try to help you. I know they're supposed to be educated, but it's a man made education. It's not it's not uh, scripture education uh, that you need. It's not the Holy Ghost education that you need. If you humble yourself and read the Word of God, that that what you're going through in life, you'll get more from the Word of God than you ever will a psychiatrist. And, and, and thinking of that, I, I was listening to the radio just this past week, and I had to change the station because it just made me so mad and aggravated. Uh, uh, and I don't mind saying it either. It was a, it was a Catholic station, and they had people call in, and, and the, uh, I, w- I was so flabbergasted that the, the – the, it, it's a serious XM satellite radio, but I guess they still call them jockeys, uh, but they don't play music, so – the radio personality, or the, is that real? People on the other end, they, they're supposed to help these people to call in. They tell them, you know, their life story, what's going on. And that doesn't, what, the, what was the story wasn't the issue. What the issue was was they, they told them that it, sometimes God is not enough. Can you believe that? I, as sure as I'm standing here, you need to get professional help. I said, Lord Jesus, I know that is not for my ears because that, that I turned it off because I know where the power lies. I know where the help lies, and I can't be a part of listening to trash like that. I could, it shocked me that they would say that, and, and this goes out over the airways all across the nation. It's it's wrong and it, and and to be what you know supposed to be Catholic, which we know we they have issues anyway. Amen. Bless the Lord. But we the the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. There's not nothing the Holy Ghost won't teach you. There's not nothing Jesus won't show you if you humble yourself and, and you yield to Him. That's what it takes. Is we have to yield to Him. We got to rebuke our flesh every day. We got to get up. We get up. We need to rebuke this flesh of ours, and we and we need to pray to Jesus, Lord, help me today. Direct me today, Lord, in Your ways and Your path. You know what I'm going to face. I want to see Your power, Lord. Lord, today some kind of way, I, and I, I need your help, Lord Jesus, and quicken that Holy Ghost within us that he will guide us and direct us. And this last part gets me because it really just blows it blows uh, my shoes and socks off. It really doesn't give me a leg to stand on. 
and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. I like to use my forgetful memory all the time. I like I got a short-term memory. But the scripture here says that he will bring to your remembrance all things that he said. So I, I, with that Holy Ghost, that's supposed to help me remember some things. That, that Holy Ghost is, is supposed to help rem- you remember and guide and direct you. Pastor, you can come on back up. That's what I have to you this morning. I'm so happy today uh, uh, that today is the day of Pentecost. I hope that you are too. And this power of the Holy Ghost, and if anyone does not have the, uh, the Holy Ghost today, I charge you this morning to, to start seeking after it, to start yearning after it, because until you receive it, you're not going to know what the rest of us are talking about. You you are not you're gonna you're probably gonna give up on your walk with Jesus and you out there listening too you will most likely give up on your walk without the Holy Ghost that is so vital right. so important that Holy Ghost is what's gonna carry us all home to glory one day Hallelujah Thank you Lord Praise God Praise God.